Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor. And me, Jake, not from State Farm. <laughs> gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. And this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks get an A are the ones I love, picks get a B are the ones I like, and picks get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Please subscribe if you aren't already. And for those of you on YouTube, leave a comment about the play you like the most or the one you think we might be wrong on. Uh, we had the weekend off, Jake. Uh, so just to go back to that last episode, we went a little long Friday. We covered some Friday games and we previewed some Saturday games, but I feel like we you know, we kind of nailed it. I mean, we were it, right on the Saturday. Yeah, we were, we were right on those. And uh, there were so many games Saturday. It feels like a long time ago, but we gave you Friday night, gave you Ohio. That was a winner Marquette that was an easy winner yeah. uh we differed on Xavier Butler uh Jake you nailed that one uh but my two A picks in uh Rapid Fire and New Orleans and Holy Cross won yeah. and then the Saturdays we previewed I, I feel like we you know I kind of nailed the Big 12 handicaps right talking about how it's tough to win on the road oh, in the yeah. Big 12 yeah talked we're, about, all, we're all over it, it was, yeah it was and and talked about you know Texas having a lot of talent but it being tough to play there and that was kind of the difference maker and that was where I was kind of on the fence there and, and Texas struggled on the road there I bad. talked about that I talked about that earlier in the week and and uh the, Texas is a tough team to figure out we talked about them a lot so yeah. far already right they have a lot of talent they're they're young they're trying to figure out you know who they are their identity etc and uh they've had some tough tough couple tough road games there yeah uh, yeah they've, they've played a tough schedule and they they go up and down. They're very inconsistent, which yeah. kind of makes sense with them not playing together. But it's just you can't figure it out. And I guess Andrew uh, Jones or whatever, mm-hmm. he was coming back from that COVID. He played okay, but didn't play a lot. I guess he, so. He must have had it bad. And I know yeah. he, he was a cancer survivor, so he's probably real worried about mm-hmm. that, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then we and we nailed the LSU at Tennessee, right? We talked about how, uh, you know, LSU should be, you know, we kind of both said, you know, four or five, you know, favorite point favorite, but they, they might run away with it. And of course, they were a real short favorite, about two points. That was easy money there. So, uh, yeah, we did we did really well in that Friday episode. We're going to try to do it again today. Uh, we did have that Wisconsin Maryland game Sunday. I think you wanted to talk, chat about just because yeah. apparently that got really wild. That was just a fun game to watch. Like. At first, watching it, you would think Maryland is just not going to have it because Maryland's schedule has done them zero favors mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. far. But this, this little big opening Big 12 or Big 10 run that they're going on, it's it's rough. Mm-hmm. But, like, Wisconsin jumps out to 21, and Johnny Davis has got 11. So you're thinking, all right, this is this is a bag. And uh, Ayala hasn't scored. It's, it's done. Then all of a sudden, the second half happens. Johnny Davis – that's a bad game, like for him. He still ends up with 19, but when you've been putting up 30, that's bad. And Ayali catches fire, ends up going with 19. They had a, I forget the big guy's name, but the big guy started playing. And uh, like Tyler Wall disappeared for Wisconsin and Marquette, or Lord, uh, Maryland comes all the way back and is what, I think ahead three. And then that teeter totters back and all, all the way to Wisconsin goes ahead one. And Brad Davidson at the free throw, they foul Wisconsin's best shooter um, at the free throw line. And it's a one-point game. He misses the first, and Wisconsin calls a timeout. And I love the fact that Wisconsin's coach did this. They 
got Brad Davidson to miss it on purpose on the mm-hmm. second because mm-hmm. in that scramble you can't right. get a good. Well, there's three seconds left. You can't get it off. You can't right. get right. to where you need to be. So I don't think he planned to miss the first one, but when he misses the second one, like <laughs> right. I was at a, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I love when coaches do that because uh, yeah. I was at a Pacers game the other night and when there was like two seconds left, it was a Golden State game and the Golden State's inbound in it and they can't get it in. They're out of timeout. So all he does is lob it into a group of people and make sure somebody touches it and the clock goes out and the Pacers lose by one. Like it was, it was incredible. Like it's just brilliant coaching and more coaches need to play the clock and, like rather than scramble and try to draw up a play. Yep. Yep. It makes sense. Uh, moving on to Monday games here. Uh, the slate is a little weak with regards to the quality of play. There's not a lot of real exciting matchups, but I think that lends the opportunity to make a little more money than usual because I think there's a lot of mismatches here. A lot of uh, games that, you know, odds makers maybe don't know the teams as well. So there's some edges here. We're going to point out with regards to spread and totals. Uh, today as well. So five games for you, then a couple of the buzzer beaters. Uh, five o'clock, Wofford at UNC Greensboro. The model thinks Wofford should be only about a point and a half favorite with a total of 129. So I've got both a B play on Greensboro plus three. I'll take I'll take that field goal there. Um, and over 122 and a half. It's a solid differential there on that over. Uh, the overs have been doing really well the last few weeks. And so I'm going to uh, start mentioning those and kind of ride those uh jake what is your take on this one see i i like wofford they've got some experience coming back from a couple of years where they've been a very i think they've won the conference two of the last three years or something like that and they're so they're a very solid team they've got some experience and i just i don't believe in unc greensboro they, they haven't shown me anything this year of value so i'm i'm leaning wofford but I'm hope I'm hoping that home court matters a little bit more. But you're right; it should be a good close game. It's one of the more interesting games. I, I, every other game, I think we're going to really dive into has double digit, uh, or should be a double digit spread at least, uh, in my opinion, in the model's opinion. So that one should be a good close game where it could just come down to at the end exactly which way the ball bounces. But I definitely like the over in that game. So it's a good way to lean there, uh, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, 6 p.m. Bucknell at Loyola, Maryland. I've got both an A pick and an over on this one. The model thinks it should be Loyola, Maryland minus 10. So I've got an A pick on them minus seven. The total um, is 142 and a half. So I'm taking over on that because I think it should be 146. Uh, my model's forward one when backing Loyola, Maryland this season. And so uh, I'm going to trust that that happens again here uh, tonight. Jake, what is your opinion? Uh, Loyola Maryland is a is a solid team. They they've played a decent schedule, especially for them. They've covered. They've came through several times. And Bucknell's rough, and they're just it's not it's not good. And so I, I believe that Loyola Maryland will be 10, 10, 12 points ahead. Like it's I think that's right, right around where it finishes. So the seven is an easy lay. Yep. Yep. I like it. Uh, I just remember last year with the weirdness of all the makeup games and conferences scrambling. I, I don't know if y'all remember this, right. But you had the conferences scrambling where it's like, 
half your conference is out. The other half can play. So let's do yeah. these last minute games. I think Loyola, Maryland and Lafayette played like seven times last year. It's like every time, it was like every other day, it seemed like yeah. those two teams were playing. And I'll just, I'll just never forget that how wonky that, yeah. that was. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Actually, Lafayette uh, also at 6 p.m. is home uh, to a surprisingly good Navy team. A Navy team that my model has kind of disrespected going along, but my model's really coming around to them now. Navy playing uh, pretty well on the season. I got an A pick for you there. Navy minus seven and a half. The model thinks it should be 10. Um, when I have backed Navy, I'm five and one. When I backed Lafayette, I'm one and six. So it's a pretty clear who do you want to back, right? You want to back Navy on this game because they've been yes. good to us. Lafayette has not been good to us. So I, I, I just don't think personally that Lafayette is in the same class as Navy. I know they're home, but I just think they get run out of their own building here. Uh, what's yeah. your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same opinion. I, Lafayette doesn't, you can't practice with this team. It's just not even good. Uh, Navy is went to Virginia and won Virginia first game of the year. And then after that, they haven't stopped. They, they run through, like, they are a very slow, methodical team and it plays extremely good defense. And that, and the way Lafayette plays slow and turns all, turns the ball over a lot, it just plays right into Navy's hands. It's, it's going to be, 10, 15, maybe more, but Navy is the side to be at. And, like, I mean, you're going to hear some arguments say Lafayette beat Rutgers, but Rutgers had the worst night of the year. That mm -hmm. Their two best players went, like, 6 of 30 or something crazy like that. They just had the worst night of the year, and Lafayette pulled off a two-point win. But I think that was a blind squirrel finding a nut because that was one of their three wins on the season and the other one being a Division three school. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point you make there, right? You have to look through, I've, I've heard it said with college basketball in a normal year, uh, this year, yeah. you may not get to 30 games, right? But in a normal year, you get to 30 games. I've heard it said, you're going to play five games way over your head, five games where you look awful and about 20 where you look normal. And the key is figuring out which yeah. five are which, right? And so kind of like you talk about yeah. that, that Lafayette, yeah, they had the Rutgers one. That was one of the five amazing games, just happened to be paired up with one of Rutgers five awful games. Yeah as opposed to Navy, who's consistently been good, right? So it's one of those things where early in the season, you have to look at that and, and try to assess and, and decide for yourself, which is this team for real? And this is how good they are, or is this just kind of one of those good games, one of those bad games? Don't overreact to the good or the bad. Um, if you can help us, that's something just to think about there that uh, Lafayette, you know, with one impressive win, but Navy is just overall just a much more solid team. It's just, they're very consistent, very consistent, and Lafayette's inconsistent. So you, right. you take the right side of the consistency there. Right, right. Uh, we've got two SWAT games for you here. We joked uh, a week ago here. <laughs> we were, we were, you know, my I, my model was four and on the SWAT. So we just talk a couple SWAT games here. Uh, Seven thirty p.m. Arkansas Pine Bluff at Prairie View A and M. I've got a B pick on Prairie View A and M minus eleven and a half. The model thinks it should be thirteen and a half, and I'm taking over one fifty as the model thinks it should be 151. For the model to peg it at 151, uh, that's a large number. So I'm comfortable taking over 150 because the model tends to try to regress towards the mean. It's not gonna throw out those crazy high numbers very often, uh, but this should be a fun game with that high total. You don't see totals that high often. I think it'll still go over. Um, and Prairie View, <laughs> winless on the season, but I think they can get their first win of the season easily here against a truly terrible bottom, maybe bottom five team in Pine Bluff. Uh, Jake, what's your opinion here? Yeah, I'm with you on Prairie View. It seems to me that 
they get their first win of the year. I mean, some of these small schools, when you're getting in the first 10, 12 games, they've played a lot of uh, larger talent to make, make the payroll, right? So so you can't really knock them for being with like, I mean, you can knock them for being winless, but for having a big number of losses is like, yeah, they may not have really played the same level of talent that they're they're carrying, but this is, this Arkansas Pine Bluff team is just bad, 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 Very bad. bad. Uh, everything they do is the opposite of what you should do in basketball. And it's, <laughs> it's just going to be, it, I think Prairie View is going to win and cover this number very easily, but I'm, I'm surprised you're taking the over on that. Like that that's a high, it's number. a high number. It's a high number. And that's why I said, I think I'm just, my, my confidence comes from the fact that the model is not usually going to throw a number that high. So if it does, I'm thinking let's just roll with it. Right. I, yeah, I mean, you got to trust the system. Like that's, you got to yeah, trust the process, right? Yeah. Um, but speaking of, of bad teams, uh, the worst probably still, I, I guess, Mississippi Valley State did get a win. So kudos to them. Um, that was a, a brilliant effort this weekend uh, to beat Prairie View um, as I think like 19-point underdogs. So yeah. heck of a win uh, for them. They're traveling to Texas Southern, a Texas Southern team who's one of the favorites um, to come out of the SWAC. Texas Southern is a an 18 and a half point favorite. That's an A pick for me. My model makes it 26. I mean, that is an insane difference yeah. here. I know that Missing Valley State got that win. I don't know if they're, I don't know anything uh, about any of the players or anything, but I mean, I can imagine being a little hungover yeah. emotionally from that. Now having to go on the road to play a Texas Southern team. I think Texas Southern just runs them out of the building here. Yeah. Uh, what's What's your take? Yeah, Texas Southern is a is a decent team. They're not. I mean, the SWAC conference is rough, yeah. but the Texas don't let that shade Texas Southern. They're they're a decent team. They'll they'll probably be what one of those real high double digit seeds, sixteen fifteen or something, and just get blown out. But they're they're not that bad. And this Mississippi Valley State team was just found a found the like I said, blind squirrel found the nut against. Because uh, it took them to overtime to get the win yep. too, so yep. it wasn't like they they had a handle on the game. But right, so and that's another reason to kind of pick Prairie View A and M, right? They're going to be mad. They're going to come right. Out. There you go. Yeah, got to get that first win. Exactly. Exactly. I've got three buzzer beaters for you. Three more A picks at five p.m. Colgate, uh, seven and a half point favorites against Army. Army's played pretty well, and Colgate's been a little disappointing, but again, you're playing numbers, not teams. I think the numbers right here, um, as, as, as scary as it is, I'm going to trust the process there on Colgate. 7 p.m. South Dakota is a five-and-a-half-point road favorite at North Dakota. That's another APIC for me in the last APIC. Uh, UM Kansas City at 7 p.m. is a 10-point home favorite versus Omaha. The model is penalizing UMKC for their layoff and still thinks that they run Omaha out of the building. Um, so I've got those three extra A picks for you there. And that's Omaha all we've got. Omaha one of those bottom beaters. Omaha, yes, exactly. They, one of those bottom beaters. It's just, they did play like, fairly well. I think they got a win this weekend. Uh, same sort of thing, right? Maybe they're a little hungover from that uh, overperformance this weekend. Uh, but that's all we got for you today. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for all the picks and totals for today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button for a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.